Hello, welcome to The Final Swipe, a podcast about healing our hearts and finding love. I'm your host, Nikki Novo. Oh my gosh, you guys. Welcome to season two of The Final Swipe. I know that you have missed me. I have missed you and I'm really happy to be back and thank you for giving me the time. You know, I know that COVID has been a weird dating time, so I'm excited to serve you up some more, uh, you know, info and tips and tricks and all the things and support and love. So here we are with another season. So my first guest is a dear friend of mine. Many of you probably know her. Many of you maybe even found me through her. Uh, We have Lindsay coming from Almost 30 talking about the sacredness of being single, which is one of my favorite topics. You guys know that I love seeing dating through a spiritual lens, and that's what brings us all together. And um, she has some really good insights, and she was single for a long time, and she had a, you know challenging journey like most of us shared it on the podcast she is happily partnered up so she comes to share her insights and um, what she has found and what it's like to be on the other side so hope you enjoy this episode keep in touch with me via instagram send me some dms if you're liking this stuff and what else you would like to hear love you much and thank you for being here Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Final Swipe. I'm so excited to be here with you, and I'm extra excited because I have my dear friend on today. Welcome, Lindsay. Thanks, Nikki. I'm so excited. And I didn't tell you this before we hopped on, but I'm I'm such a fan of the show. Like, I, I hope you know that, and it's like one of those shows... No, for real. Like, I... I um. It's one of those shows where I have like a few in my inbox of podcasts where I'm like, okay, this is what I listen to when I need like a deep breath and I need confirmation of what I've always known and how I'm feeling. And your show is one of those. So I'm Aww. sure you hear that from your listeners, but I just love it. So I'm Aww. honored. Lindsay, here. are you kidding? That's the, I mean, so if you guys don't know, I'm sorry, I didn't even inter- introduce Lindsay, but this is... Lindsay, Lindsay, Lindsay of almost 30, who, I mean, that is a huge compliment coming from you, Lindsay. So thank you. You're welcome. Um, Yeah, that's what I hope, you know, dating, and that's what we're here to talk about today. Um, Dating can be just such a discouraging time. And I have such a totally different energy around dating and like kind of what that process should look like. And and I'm excited to hear um, your perspective around it as well. And we just need to like keep the vibe up. So that's what I hope that the show does. So yeah, thanks for being here. So if, for those of you who don't know Lindsay, I'll introduce you just a little bit. So Lindsay is the co-host of almost 30. She does it with her friend, Krista Williams. Um, and they've done an amazing job. So many of you have come to me through Lindsay because we became, well, through almost 30, because we became friends through a conference I guess that we were doing together and we've stayed in touch since then and um her your community is just like one of my favorite communities like your people like are I can tell I you didn't even have to tell me I'm like you came you listen to almost 30 don't you (laughs) they're like the cutest (laughs) thing like the almost 30 nation so um beautiful job doing um doing that work Lindsay was on the show like you were like single for a very long time she's now in relationship but a lot of um, the almost 30 nation community was really 
following that journey and really cheering her on as well. And she was so open about the process. And now she's actually like paying it forward. I feel like, you know, paying all that back. Um, Lindsay, in addition to that, is a beautiful uh, singer, actress. Uh, she uh, was a soul cycle instructor. Uh, she was a bartender, which I didn't know that about you. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so a, fit, a fitness model, all really great things. And she's just truly an artist and this just beautiful light. So just really excited to have her. And now adding to that bio is she's doing um, an Instagram lives series called being um sorry excuse me sacredness of being single which is really beautiful where she talks about exactly that like that this about that time like about this moment in our lives and how sacred it truly is and how we can see it in a different way and through a different lens so thank you Lindsay, for being here thank you for the work that you're doing and i just want to hear a little bit about kind of what inspired you to start the series and and how it came to be yeah, thank you. I um yeah, as you said, I was single for a little over six years. I would date on and off, but nothing ever serious. And for I would say four out of those six years, I was really focused on um numbing out from the feeling of being alone. I was really focused on trying to find the one. And it was exhausting. And I just hit a point, um, especially when I think things changed a little bit when I moved out to LA, I had from New York to LA, I had a bit more space to feel my feelings. Um, and I really understood that this season was so important. Um, it was a combination of changing my environment, uh, having, having friends around me that were a bit more, um, what do I want to say? Like we were having just really deep conversations around self-development and um, just working on ourselves and not having shame around or embarrassment around uh, just talking about that in general. And so I just started to tune into this new awareness that, huh, okay, like one, I am really powerful, right? Like I always kind of identify it as I need to be with someone in order to be powerful or to be um, worthy uh, or valuable. And so I started to realize that I was all of that on my own. And I started talking about it. You know, I started talking about it with friends and then on Instagram. And then eventually, you know, when we started almost 30 in 2016, I talked about it on there, especially in that sacredness of being single episode. And what I realized is that so many women are struggling during this time where they find themselves, you know, not in a relationship and they are bombarded with, with, what are seemingly pressures to be in a relationship, whether it's from family, friends, the media, themselves. And so I really just felt so passionate about supporting women, especially, but obviously everyone is welcome, but I just felt like they were talking to me, supporting them during this season of their life and just flipping that script and reminding them that this is the season that we come back to ourselves. This is the season that we become our most magnetic because we know who we are and we know our worth and our value. And 
it really sets us up to eventually, you know, if, if it is our desire to be with a partner. Um, but yeah, it's been really cool and fulfilling to feel these women finally, uh, stop reaching out of desperation that has been placed and projected on them and instead fill themselves up and just become like the bigness and the light that they truly are and start to attract not only people, but opportunities and, and things like that. And it's been really, really beautiful. I love that. And, you know, you mentioned something, um, so you were saying that like, you know, we have this, this kind of feeling that, um, you know, that in order to be worthy or to be complete or whatever, we have to be in relationship. And it's such an annoying, um, it's such an annoying, like little feeling. We all, we all have it. And it's so, and it's just, it was just so interesting how you said you were trying to like numb out being alone. And that's what that like constant dating is or the constant swiping is. I mean, I did it also that it's just this feeling of like, I don't want to feel unworthy. So like, let me just do this thing like over and over again. So I don't have to feel that feeling. Um, Mm -hmm. But you were able to like, at least get some quiet time to understand that. And that's really, that's really important. And just, um, you know, I'm happy you, you pointed it out. So before we, before we hit record, Lindsay and I were speaking and you said something um, that I I found like super fascinating. You were saying um, that, a lot of these women that were reaching out to you because you were talking about your journey on the podcast that you realized that they were holding something that was not theirs, um, which you were just saying mm-hmm. like almost like that there was, you know, this, these projections on onto us about like, you know, what we're supposed to, to be. Um, and, you know, if you can kind of explain that a little bit, like what it means to hold that like sometimes the things that we're going through when we're dating and feeling a little, you know, crazy or whatever is really not our own. Um, what, yeah. what does that mean? Yeah. So there's so many pressures <laughs> that um, I felt when I was single and these pressures come from our family. Um, these pressures come from our friends. These come from Instagram, from the media where we are told in one way or another, that or made to believe that you know being in a relationship is one of one of the milestones of life and and one that you can be really proud of and one that you can kind of flaunt in a way for for validation and yeah it can be so so heavy um and really distort reality right um and so what I found is that being able to identify and release the pressure is one of the most liberating feelings I've ever felt in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that might involve having honest conversations with family who are outwardly pressuring you. Like, do you have a boyfriend? Do you have a girlfriend? Like, when are you going to get married? Like, do you think you're getting a little older? Like, will you be able to have kids? Like all these, like, side comments that actually cut pretty deeply Um, and having a really honest conversation um, with family or friends that you feel are kind of putting these pressures on you builds confidence around the, the, 
I think just the peace that you have being with you and you, like really Mm -hmm. just this solid grounded piece where it's like, I got to a point that felt so incredible that I was okay if I didn't find anyone. That's the trick. Period. <laughs> Period. Like I, if I was like, well, like, you know, I, I take, I take care of myself and that just, you know, that really meant like I understand and I'm in touch with my needs and desires and I don't um, abandon myself in moments and I'm just really present to who I am. And I just felt so full. And that's like literally what you just said is like kind of the secret sauce, right? Mm -hmm. Like the magnetism changes then. Um, And I I met my, or I reunited with my current partner, like right when that happened. Um, But yeah, the pressures are a real thing. And I think the moment that we can become aware of them and identify them actually kind of releases releases them in some way. And then we have to do the work to actually create that healthy, healthy boundary. Yeah. I love that. So it's like, first you're intertwined with the, you know, the first thing is like, we're intertwined with all the pressures. We don't even know where, where the pressure begins and where we, like where we begin and where we end and where the pressure begins and end. It's, it is like with us, like, it's like, we have absorbed it basically. It's like an, it's a consciousness. It's a, you know, it's a thought process. It's something that we have absorbed and it's not even ours. It's, could be our parents and our mother's own anxiety about not feeling good enough or feeling like she didn't raise good enough kids if they're not, you know, married by a certain age, right? And then that's her own anxiety, like then being thrown on us, let's say, or, you know, society's agenda, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever it may be. But mm-hmm. the, the first thing is like, we're, we've absorbed it. Now, what you're saying is like, now that I realize, I'm like, oh my gosh, like this anxiety that I feel like I am not a crazy person. This is actually not mine. I've absorbed yeah. this is like in itself liberating. It may not be the cure just yet, or, you know, maybe it's not perfect, but just acknowledging it and knowing that it's not yours and it's not you is so, um, like you said, just like, it's just so freeing. So that is yes. amazing. And then third step is, or the, the third phase is more, is being able to release it. So lo- no yeah. longer like being attached to it and not being, um, you know, it's kind of like a cord. It's an energetic cord from like me to that concept, to that, you know, idea, that consciousness, exactly. that pressure. And now I release it completely. And that is really um, a process that, um, that what we're saying is the secret sauce. What's the, like, what is the secret? And then, you know, it just kind of, that's what makes you so magnetic at that point. And that's why you're mm. able to like attract and seem attractive at that point, because there's nothing um, that you're, that's draining your power. Your pa- you are just fully using your power. But for exactly. a long time. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Super fascinating. So, um, tell me what were some of your, other than, you know, obviously realizing that, were there any other like blocks when it came to dating that, that really like stood out to you while you were dating that you were like, Oh my gosh, I had this thing. Hmm. Yeah. I think, you know, there was a different block or fear during that six year period. So I think early on, it was around um, being what they needed Mm. at all times. 
And so that really blocked me from actually being my full self, which actually confused the connection with them. Because that wh- whoever I was dating, whether it was casually or, or more, you know, they were not asking me to be anything other than myself. I was <laughs> just through, you know, stories in, in my subconscious and just patterning I was really molding to whatever they needed me to be. So whether that was a little less loud or big, right? I'm I'm very expressive. I'm, you know, a theater kid at heart. And so sometimes mm-hmm. I would tone that down because I felt like the other person could not handle it energetically. And sometimes I would be like hypersexual because I felt like that was something that that other person really mm-hmm. wanted, mm-hmm. right? Like... So I, I confused the connection because I just wasn't myself. That was a problem. Um, mm-hmm. Then at some point, I leaned way too hard on the physical part of the relationship. I, if the sex wasn't good or the physical connection was like a little uh, weak in any mm-hmm. way, I completely... I I was like done. I was out. And what's really unfortunate about that is, is that a lot of these people were really incredible human beings. And I, not that they were my person, but perhaps could have learned something from them, could have learned something about myself or other people or whatever. And so I was very, I was way too judgmental of that part of the relationship. Um, and that just said so much about where I was leaning to find my value. I really wanted to, I wanted like my body to be the thing that they loved and honored and like, Mm -hmm. but I was never really leaning on my personality and who I was and my heart. Mm -hmm. So I was like, let my body show you that I'm amazing, period. Right. Right. <laughs> and that wasn't working at all. Amazing. I did a body thing too, but I did more like I was so afraid of like letting somebody in that I was like, let me, I'll just hook up with you. And like, we can make intimacy that way. Like we can get close that yeah. way. Like I don't, I don't need to talk to you and I don't need to like share myself with you. Like I'll just share my body with you. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that like, that was um, our poor bodies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yes. much that they they hang out, they 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 stick to us. Um, so that is, I mean, that's that's a big one, or those are those are big ones, the ones that you mentioned. And um, do you so with the girls that are showing up to sacredness of being single? Like, do you see anything? Is there anything that you're finding that's in common right now, or is there any sort of trend that you're seeing that um, mm. that is coming up for you lately? Or or the girls from almost 30? Yeah, I think, you know, everyone, no matter where they are in that season of their life, they could be at the beginning and they could be anxious and feeling, just feeling a lot of things, fear, like anxiety, pressure, etc. And then they could be like kind of farther along and really milking like the self-care, the self-development, like truly good and independent, all the things. What all of them share is these moments of 
of deeply wanting to connect with someone else on a Mm -hmm. soul level. And what I find so beautiful is like, I think that's, that's a good sign, right? Mm -hmm. Like we can kind of, we can kind of pick up on it and feel initially like, is this sadness? Am I sad? Am I lonely? But if we really take the time and dig a little bit deeper, for me, when I started to feel that, I found out that it was my heart opening. And my heart mm-hmm. had been closed for so, so long. Isn't that interesting? And mm-hmm. yeah, and, and I just felt this like, oh my gosh, like it was a healthy longing. I was like, wow, I just, I know that because my heart is open, because I'm like feeling really good with myself, that when I do, um, you know, connect with someone on that deeper level, it is going to, it's just going to be like out of this world, you know, like really surprise Mm -hmm. me in all the ways that I'm excited to be surprised and really stretch me and help me to grow in all the ways that I, I desire to grow. So yeah, they all share that. They all share it. Um, and I, you know, I felt that very strongly up until I reunited with, with my partner now. Um, that's so beautiful the way you describe that, because typically we think like, you know, I, you know, we're, we're putting ourselves out there and, um, we talk about, uh, you know, or we have this idea of what it would look like to be heart centered or heart open. And we think that, um, it's that kind of impulse feeling, you know, that feeling of, um, Oh, like this is my person and I want to hook up or, or like, you know, I just met him and we connect, like we have so much in common and we think that that's our heart like opening, but that's really actually like kind of this, um, this impulsive kind of anxiety type thing or whatever. And the, the heart actually opening just means that it starts feeling. So, you know, it's interesting how like that feeling of like sadness and, um, you know, just longing, we tend to think that it's a bad thing, but it's like the way that you just described it was like music, um, that it's actually, it is the process of the heart opening and, and, and the ego leaving, like just being like, I just want to connect with somebody. So a lot of the facade Mm. and the ego starts to go at that point. So it's like a really good sign. And you know, that's how it happens. So of course, everybody's going to have the question, Lindsay, of like, so how Mm -hmm. did you meet your partner? How did that pan? So we met eight years ago. um, And I do love telling this story because it just reminds me how much I've changed. (laughs) And um, we met eight years ago. I was a bottle girl at uh, a well-known sports bar club place in New York City. And he would come in with clients and friends and um, was just someone who stood out to me as very different. And I didn't, you know, I don't say that because we're together now, <laughs> but it's like, I always knew that I, 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 okay. In that world, I met a lot of, uh, pretty low or, or I met people that were very, um, low vibe at that point in their life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you are at a bar, <laughs> people are getting 
incredibly wasted all the time. There just is this like lack of self-respect and confusion all the time. And so when someone who is like really clear and light, like walks in, I was like, whoa. And he asked one of my friends who worked there, like, what was up with Lynn's? Like, is she single? Like what's happening? And anyway, long story short, he asked me out. And I mean, Nikki, like it was, he was so sure and so direct. It startled me. I was like, Oh no, like this is too intense. I remember, I remember labeling him in my head as like super aggressive and all of this mind you. Okay. Let me just say I had a reading with you a couple I want to say a year and a half ago maybe two years ago I actually don't remember the time and you said that (laughs) you were like you are going to this person that you're going to be with like you might like initially feel like "Mm," like he's aggressive or too much (laughs) But really, he just knows what he wants. And I was like, okay, excited for that. You also said that he wears a suit, which is also correct. Anyway, so so um, we went out on a date. It was great. But the physical part of it kind of short-circuited mm. um, back then. And what I know now is that he just like really, really liked me a lot and it was nerve wracking and it was just kind of awkward. You know, those moments where it's kind of clunky and whatever, and so normal and natural. And, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I was, I was in that season of my life where if it wasn't hot fire flames out the gate, I'm out. And so I was having this connection because we think that that's the heart, you know, and that's like, That's the big confusion. Yes. And so I, but I had this feeling of like, why am I so drawn to him? Mm -hmm. And, but I let, I let the other things overshadow that. And so we literally went back and forth for years, never consistently, but we would reach out to each other randomly and, you know, we would, we would be friends and then we'd have like times where we would hook up, but that didn't happen often at all, but we were always quite close. Um, and just like respected each other, I think is, is a really good word for that. Then in March of last year, I replied to one of his weekly emails. He sends out, um, a beautiful newsletter twice a week called the MML, which is a Monday morning lift. It's like just inspirational quotes, thoughts, reflections he does not do of that of course oh, <laughs> you guys, have, this has nothing to do with his work this is just him doing this right this is quite literally just <laughs> him doing this he's done this for 10 10 years I can't. 10 years he's done it so i love him <laughs> i replied i replied to an email and i was like hey i'm going to be in new york this fall for tour i'd love to like catch up and he replied and was just like, yeah, sure. Like, I'll, you know, I'll see you. Because, <laughs> like, I had broken his heart 85 times. Right. And so I completely forgot I sent that email. We go to New York for a tour in October. It was a really exciting time. Such a success. So fun. Krista gets engaged. Like, all these things happen. 
And then a couple days before I leave, I get a text from him that's like, hey, I saw that you were in New York. I'm so sorry I missed you. Would love to catch up soon. And I was like, actually, I'm going to be here for a few more days. Like, would love to see you. And he's like, oh, okay. So we go, long story short, we go out to dinner. This is not a short story. Sorry. Um, we <laughs> no, go I love dinner. it. I'm in it. I'm in the story. <laughs> <laughs> we, go out to, we go out to dinner the night before I leave, which is so not Lindsay Virgo. Lindsay Virgo's like, um, no, I need to be on my schedule. I need to be packing. I need to do all these things. <laughs> but I show up and for all I know, he has had a girlfriend for two years. And so for all I know, he's, you know, we are meeting as friends. Did I wear a leather mini skirt? Yes. (laughs) But I was just, you know, I was feeling myself. And um, so I show up, I show up to the dinner. I'm, I'm early. He walks in and it's that feeling again. We're just like two souls. It's like, oh my God, every freaking time. What is this? And so we sit down 10 minutes in. I forgot this one part before the dinner, my guides, I kind of tapped in Mm -hmm. and I was like, I just like, this is my intention. You know, this is really interesting. He's reaching out with lots of guns here. And they're like, he has to tell you something tonight. And I was like, okay, interesting. Sit down 10 minutes in. He's telling me that he had broken up with his previous, with his girlfriend about a month earlier. And he told me kind of why and what was going on. And then we started to talk about what we wanted in a partner because we're very open always. He's, he, he wants to go deep immediately. So we're talking about like what we, what we want. I feel like when the first time I met him, I was like, are you like looking into my soul? Like his (laughs) eyes, like just appears into you. And I'm like, and he was like, he wanted to know everything. He wanted to know, yes. like, he wanted to know it all. And I was like, he was obsessed. Like, I, I was just like, this, I, I loved him. I, like, loved him so much. I was like, but he's just like, he was like in my heart. He, I felt like he was like, in my body, like, shifting through my heart. Yes. Like, just like, <laughs> so oh I can imagine. <laughs> he loves, he loves you. And what's so, so funny about him is like, he's definitely, we're all intuitive, but I, he's, he's quite intuitive and it's really cool to like see that and have him not be afraid to express when he has these like kind of intuitive hits and thoughts. Mm -hmm. But so he told me this, we start to start to talk about what we want in a partner and he's telling me and I stop him and I say every, like, I feel like we do this a lot where we talk about what we want in a partner and we're really just talking about each other and like his <laughs> jaw his jaw dropped <laughs> did you even when you said it after you said that were you like what did I just say or did oh, you yeah. okay exactly because yeah, yeah. it, it sounds like oh. you just like didn't even know what you just said <laughs> oh oh Nikki I was it was not it was me but I was like it's who said that I've never <laughs> said to anyone to him or even close to it and I really felt like I mean yes I was a glass of wine in but I really felt like you know my angels were like yo yeah you're gonna let's go like yeah like you're not like let's not hold back here because this is something this is something powerful and his jaw dropped and he's like you've never said anything like that to me before and I was like well I mean it and so basically 
we've been together ever since. And yeah, it's just been the most incredible, incredible feeling to be in a true partnership where I feel so respected, so seen, so loved, so able to be all of myself, like the parts that are kind of still in process and kind of <laughs> icky. He's like, he sees that and holds space for any type of conversation or growth that I want to have, or he feels like we need to have, and he doesn't run away. So it's like, I always felt like if I showed those parts of me that were like, eh, that, that person would run away. Mm-hmm. And it's just been so healing. Well, I mean, a few things here. So what we can learn from this and like, I I thank you for sharing that story because I think it shows a lot about the growth, like you said, like the growth from Mm -hmm. the time that you were, you know, at the the bottle service to, to then to this time, um, you know, a few things like to be able to say like what you said, um, really takes kind of that it's, it's, yes, it's a confidence, but it's not even so much that it's a confidence. It's like being queen. I, I feel like it's, it's just being yeah. a divine feminine and just being like, I'm not afraid of what's going to come after. I am afraid of what's going to come after this, but I'm okay with like saying it. And that is a very different version than where before there was like more games. There was like more hiding. Um, there was like kind of like almost like an immaturity, I guess, to that, which of course, eight yeah. years. So you're going to be immature. You were much younger anyways. But, um, you know, there's like an honesty and that energy is very clear. And a lot of the times we're dating in this way that we think we're being clear, but we're really not, you know, like we're being Mm. so dishonest with ourselves, dishonest with not even dishonest. We're just not being clear. And it just sounds like that, that date just sounded very clear, like between the, the two of you and not in a, I'm putting this medicine down your throat or this masculine kind of way, just like. I don't know. It was just, it was perfection. And that is something I, I teach all the time because as women, we're always afraid, especially those of us who are like more, uh, more masculine, like in our day to day, like sometimes we have jobs that are more masculine and things like that. We're afraid to like be masculine in dating or we are masculine mm-hmm. in dating. But like, this is a perfect example where like Lindsay was not masculine at all. On the contrary, she was, she was clear, but she was still feminine, mm-hmm. you know? And that is like a perfect example of like, you know, when we are, able to like being feminine doesn't mean being damsel in distress, you know, being feminine means being like a queen that's able to like speak her truth, but at, but at the same time do it like in a playful, you know, like beautiful way. And you did such a good job of that. So, and he's very masculine. Like he is, he's like the epitome of like the divine masculine. So I love that. Yeah. That Mm -hmm. is so true. Yeah. It felt (laughs) good to finally, finally drop that. Cause I didn't realize I was kind of leaning more in my masculine and it actually helps me to now integrate both mm-hmm. because he also has, he also has a beautiful feminine side of him. Exactly. So I'm like, there is like, he's like definitely divine masculine, but there is like this nuanced dance that we do that I just love so much. Yeah, to be able to hold him in those times, like that they're sensitive and they, you know, get to to have all that. It's beautiful. So, um, how, and listen, you rolled the dice. It it worked, but like you, you know, you were rolling the dice at the time. And that's the thing, like you have to be okay with rolling the dice just because 
it's not like you went in there knowing, you know, necessarily, but you knew that it was like important, that it was special. And you were, you were willing to roll the dice at that moment, which is like, what mm-hmm. made, you know, which was like, what give you the most opportunity at the end of the day. Um, so tell me a little bit about why do you, like, why did you come up with the name sacredness of being single? Like why sacredness? Yeah. It just kind of like, so the name just came to me one day and I think it was just like kind of preying on it and being like, okay, you know, this is something that is keeps coming up for me, for other people as a time that we just feel so much resistance to. And so Mm -hmm. when I got to the point of feeling really peaceful and present to my life without focusing on the future too much, or maybe focusing on the past. I was in a long-term relationship previously where I cheated and I was really ashamed and embarrassed Mm -hmm. and just feeling all sorts of things around that. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't able to live in the present moment. So when I got to the place where I was doing that more consistently, I, I literally just felt so, so held by God, like, and so you know, whatever people believe in, please apply. It's like just this divinity of the moment. And I just felt like that season in itself was so purposeful and so expansive if we choose it, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so, yeah, the name was just, it just flowed. I mean, two S's, you know, it felt good, but <laughs> I, I really, I really didn't want to play small on the name. Like it is incredibly sacred. Like yes. you, you, we are all sacred beings and we deserve to um, give ourselves the chance to anoint every season of our life as sacred. And, and it's not going to be easy. Like this, this is the whole thing. Like, you know, I'm not here to say, Hey, if you do like step one, two, and three, this season is going to be amazing and easy. I really want to emphasize that there are going to be moments where you feel a lot of things, like a lot of feelings, but people attach um, negativity to feelings. Mm -hmm. People attach like uh, resistance to like feeling really sad or really lost, but I just want to shift and emphasize that feeling these feelings is like one of the most important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the most important gifts in, in being alive and partaking mm-hmm. in your life. Mm-hmm. I love so that. yeah. Yes. So, and you know, sacred because I, I love the other reason I love like sacredness of being single because it, there's something about it that kind of is it, very clear that you see that being single is a season and that's why we're gonna that's why it's sacred and kind of even just knowing that kind of in you know it insinuates that there is a beginning and an end to this. Um, yeah. So we get to be like present in this moment rather than always looking for this finish line instead of just, and not even looking for the, like the, you know, being so linear about the timing and just being like, this is a season. This is a chunk 
of time. I have mm-hmm. no idea if that season is going to be six years or if it's going to be six months, but it is something that is like ultimately going to end. So I'm going to, um, really like enjoy, not, you know, not, in, but maybe, maybe enjoy is not necessarily the word, but I'm going to dig into it. You know, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to like take it in. I'm going to like, it makes me want to like, like drink the nectar type of thing. So, um, I love, mm-hmm. I, I love that for that reason because it's just reminding us that it's like seasons end and they begin unless you live in California or Miami. Um, yeah, yeah. We don't have- <laughs> I, I remember at some point being like, Oh, it's not normal to be like an internal summer. And I actually, my clients who live in California, they have a funny um, relationship with positivity and like things always being good. And I'm like, that's because you guys don't have seasons. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. like when my, my clients are like the Northeast or something, they, they get seasons. So they're okay with it. So I think that's funny. But um, I, I love that. I love that term. So tell me like who you're interviewing on the series and kind of what conversations you're trying, like hoping to have. Yeah. So I have interviewed thus far um, women who, I'm friends with that uh, more recently came into this season of their life. Um, And what's Mm. so cool is that like, I'm kind of meeting them at a point where they still feel the resistance. They still have moments where they are uh, swiping feverishly. Mm -hmm. Um, But there is, and I, I believe it's because of the time that we're living in, um, this, this perspective shift and priority shift. And so because we can't, we're not dating as we normally would with everything going on with COVID, they have been forced to really be with themselves mm-hmm. and find so much beauty and like, oh, wow, like, I really love that about myself. And wow, like, that actually is something that I bring to a relationship. And so, and then on the other end, there are parts of themselves that they're like, oof, got to work on that. That's coming up a lot. That's a pattern. That's something that might be an issue. And so it's a really beautiful reflection time and time to take personal action, whether it's, you know, starting therapy, or maybe it's meditating or journaling on a regular basis, or, you know, talking to friends about how they're feeling during this season um, and really destigmatizing it. And again, like releasing the pressure on it. Um, And so all of them have very different stories. Like for example, my friend Shayla Quinn, um, she was in an abusive relationship for four years. And Mm. so she is working through a lot, a lot of trauma um, from that previous relationship and therapy and uh, I'm getting goosebumps because she's like really on this this path where I feel like she's simultaneously as she's releasing this trauma, truly embodying and uh, realizing the fullness of her spirit. Because I think for so long it was it was contracted and it was small and it was just kind of very very dim to say the least. And she's really like discovering herself every single day. And, and when I was talking to her, I just had this thought of like, even her just discovering this is incredibly attractive. 
yeah, you know, it's incredible, incredibly magnetic. And so, you know, I also like talk to people about, you know, you don't have to make sure you're perfect and good before you start dating. Mm-hmm. You know, like there, there is an aspect of, of personal growth that is actually really beautiful witness to witness in a partner, you know, like Sean and I talk about it all the time. Um, and he, he is like, growth oriented on a hundred and sometimes I'm like, can we chill or no? And he's like, you know, how are you doing on your goals? I'm like, great. Um, but there is, there is like a beautiful thing that happens when you're growing with a partner too. So there is a balance. It's like, obviously there are some things that are better, you know, uh, tackled on your own, but just know that you're not going to be perfect ready for a partner like you're gonna grow with them yeah I mean I've been with my husband now Benny and I have been together for 10 years and um yeah we're like you know always growing and and learning and working through stuff and it's bizarre how it shows up and when it shows up and um and even just like I remember I was so one of my my things was I dated this guy he you know for a while and then he broke up with me and it was just like very heartbreaking I thought I was going to marry him and that was kind of the beginning of my awakening um and I really never thought I was going to fall in love the way I did so I really like let I I came to the understanding that I was going to love again you know I got to that point I was like it's, it's I'm going to be able to love again you know I'm going to I'm going to be able to be with somebody again um, but I just mm-hmm. always was like, but I'm not going to fall in love that way. You know, like I'm not going to fall in that deep. And um, I met my husband and always, you know, very in love with him. Very, um, but I was so, you know, I became very independent at that point. Cause like that was my journey, what I had to do. Um, sure. We have a complete closeness, but it's funny is that, you know, as the 10 years go on, like, that feeling of um, being in love that way that I was when I was um, with that other person, like that feeling is like, it comes all the time with Benny, like through what we go through and like uh, mm. this kind of like depth that we create. So um, like that, I don't know that I, I just like never, like it comes sometimes I'm like, man, I like didn't expect that. Like I thought that that romance or whatever would be over um, and we have three yeah. children and all that kind of stuff, but it's not even like, it's not, oh, because he's romantic or anything. It's just like our souls just get deeper into each other because of the things that we grow through, um, because yeah. we're like both dedicated to that growth. So, um, there's so much work to be done, like when you're in partnership and like, um, th- that's just the biggest lie. Like, how could that be possible? So like everybody who's married is perfect. Like, that's, you know, like this idea that we have to have it like all figured out, like it's definitely, you know, not the case, but we have to do whatever that season is calling us to do. You know, we have to face whatever, yeah. whatever that season is caught, co- you know, that, that single season, um, you know, whatever it is calling us to face, that's, that's the work. Um, and that's all that needs to be completed. And then the rest will be completed like throughout the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And, um, well, I mean, I could talk to you forever, but I know um, literally. <laughs> yeah. So, any, okay. Any last, um, hopes, like any last, um, words about kind of like what you're hoping for anybody who's listening, who is single and, um, and then if we can invite them to watch your series on Instagram. Yeah, I think, you know, my hope is that 
you know, women can, I think, you know, we are, we are incredible nurturers. We are incredible creators. We are incredible, just like hearts. And I, my hope is that during this season in particular, you can begin to understand and love yourself and realize that that is the greatest work we can do as partners, as potential mothers, as creators, as, you know, whatever you are in the world. And so many, you all are so many things, but that is the greatest work that we can do in order to serve in the way that we are meant to, you know, as our highest selves. So yeah, I just, I'm really excited to be talking to so many women through this series and and otherwise about these like light bulb moments of, wow, like I am truly worth this time. I am truly worth the attention and the presence from myself to myself mm-hmm. um, in order in order to just become more fully themselves you know there's no other way I can really say it it's like it's Mm -hmm. beautiful to witness um yeah I'm going to continue the sacredness of being single series on my personal IGTV on at Lindsay Simsic and you can catch those that I've already done on like the IGTV page um but yeah I'm just I'm excited to continue uh exploring this with people and just be able to support people through this time for sure Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lindsay. And if you want to know more about Lindsay's journey, you can also like go to the archives at Almost 30 because there's lots of those yeah. stories. <laughs> so you can always <laughs> check out that story. So you have to go back, um, I guess, a year, like a year and a half, maybe. You'd have to go yeah. to like 2018. <laughs> yeah, if you just okay. search um, Sacredness of Being Single, um, you'll find that episode. And then I've done like kind of subsequent episodes around that but yeah it's out there it was it was it was interesting when I became when I went from being like the token single girl to not I was like oh my god did I lose my identity in this thing (laughs) we are I have I have some clients that I'm like it's time for the next show yeah that happens that happens for sure oh Lindsay well thank you so much for being here thank you for sharing your wisdom and for telling us what it's like on the other side (laughs) and um I I I so appreciate you so everybody follow Lindsay's work you're going to enjoy her series very much and we look forward to seeing whatever the series becomes because I'm sure something um is going to come out of this and um I'm excited for that so thank you Lindsay love you thank you Nikki I love you too you're the best Thanks so much for listening. For more guidance on your journey to the final swipe, please visit me at NikkiNovo.com.